0: I want to speak to you today about the image of God. We are made in the image of God. What does that mean? Genesis 1.27. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Many people have debated what it means that we've been created in the image of God. Some say we are created in His likeness. Others emphasize that we have a Spirit like God. But when we are born again by the Spirit of God, the Bible is clear that we take on the character of God. We've talked about the fruit of the Spirit, which should be naturally evident in our lives if we have the character of God in us. We're talking about fruit like love, and joy, and peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. But there's one more thing that is evident in one's life when they are submitted to Him and living their life like Jesus. It has to do with giving and receiving as we will focus on today. We're going to begin by looking at the life of Hannah a devoted woman of God whom the Lord used to demonstrate this attribute. We look in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verse 2, we tell the story of Hannah. And Elkanah had two wives. The name of one was Hannah. The name of the other was Penina. Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. Take note of this detail of contrast. One was blessed to have children and the other was not. It sets the scene for an interesting dynamic. Let me ask you a question. How do you respond when you are blessed and others around you are not? And how do you respond when others around you are blessed but it seems that you are not? Does it affect your faith? Does it affect your prayer life? Well, we're going to continue with this passage to see how Elkanah, he continued to go up to the city on a yearly basis to worship and to sacrifice to the Lord. And when Elkanah made his offering, he would give portions to his two wives. He would give portions to Peninnah and all of her kids. 1 Samuel one five, But to Hannah... He would give a double portion, for he loved Hannah, although the Lord closed her womb. From Elkanah, we see how he used his liberal and extravagant giving to show how he loved one of his wives more than the other. Of course, this didn't sit well with the other wife, who received less. So she began to pester and to pick on Hannah. First Samuel 1, verse 6. And her rival also provoked her severely to make her miserable because the Lord had closed her womb. It was bad enough that Hannah could not bear children, but she also had to deal with the mocking behavior of her rival. First Samuel 1.7 So it was, year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord that she provoked her. Therefore she wept and she did not eat. Verse 8, Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? And why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Elkanah didn't understand. He didn't understand Hannah's grief. For Hannah was not upset because of what she did not have. Hannah was frustrated because she wanted to give of what she had. She wanted a purpose and she wanted something of value that she could give back to God. That's the basis of her grief. Verse 10, And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. Clearly, Hannah is upset. But rather than mope and complain or give up, Hannah turns to God and gives her tears to him. Verse 11, Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Do you understand Hannah's heart here? She doesn't want to receive a blessing from God to keep. She wants to receive so that she can give back to God. She wants the opportunity to have a child so she can give him to the Lord for His service. Her grief was not about what she couldn't have, but rather what she couldn't give. If you're honest with yourself, when you look at the lack in your life, are you more upset about what you don't have or are you more upset about what you can't aren't able to give? That's what the story is about. Surely Hannah is an example of how God has anointed and appointed a woman to demonstrate the character of God to all of us as she dedicated her child to God. Even through her years of lack, through the mocking and bullying and Through times of what seemed like to be unanswered prayers, Hannah never blamed God or others. Hannah's only goal was to receive from God so that she could give back to God. Indeed, this is such a rare quality that even the holy men in her lives doubted and didn't understand. We already saw how her husband assumed that all she needed was him. I don't get it while you're crying. I'm better to you than having ten sons. That It wasn't about that. It wasn't about what she didn't have. It was about what she wanted to give. And so now we turn to Eli who ministered in the house of the Lord where Hannah made this vow and we're seeing that these other holy men just didn't get it. 1 Samuel 1 verse 12 And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Surely, Eli would understand. For that was his calling to be a minister to God and to focus on Him and to seek His heart in prayer. Surely, he had seen many men seeking the heart of God in deep prayer. Verse 13, Now Hannah spoke in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore, therefore Eli thought she was drunk. Eli lacked discernment. He lacked the discernment of understanding how this woman could be earnestly seeking God in her heartfelt prayer. He assumed she was drunk and he started to accuse her of such. Verse 14, So Eli said to her, How long will you be drunk? Can you imagine that? You're seeking God in deep-felt prayer, tears coming on your face, and someone accuses you of being drunk. They come to judge what they do not understand. Put your wine away from you. Why is it, I ask you, that he didn't assume she was praying like the other men who came to worship God? Was it because she was a simple woman who seemingly was cursed by God because she was barren? How could he take her action seriously if God apparently had already denied her in His mind? Verse 15, But Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Once again, Hannah does not respond in anger to being mocked or misunderstood, for she is demonstrating this precious character of God. This characteristic is rare these days. How about you? How do you respond when people doubt your godly intentions? Because they don't understand what God has called you to do. There was a lot of people that thought we were crazy and we left our jobs and our house in Bay City that came up here. We didn't understand it either, but we knew God had called us to do that. I know God has called many of you to do things, and it's not up to other people to appease them if they don't understand The important thing is that you understand what God has called you to do. But people will mock you and people will judge you. But we need to know where we get our affirmation from and that's God Himself. Amen? Even worse, what is your response to God Himself when He calls you to do something new? Do you doubt that God could or even wants to use you for something amazing for Him? Or do you walk in doubt? Do you walk in shame about what others might think of you? If you know God's voice, He's caused you to do it, then your only allegiance is to Him. Just take a moment and observe how Hannah faithfully trusted God so He could use her to demonstrate His will to give. Verse 17, Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of Him after Hannah's heartfelt response. No anger, no vengeance, just trust in the Lord. Eli understood and gave his blessing, coming into agreement with her in prayer. Verse 19, Then they rose early in the morning and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house at Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah, his wife, and the Lord remembered her. God answered Hannah's prayer. Her heart remained right throughout the process. She never turned against God or others. She simply wanted to receive so that she could give. How about you? In what you're asking for right now in your prayers, is it to receive for yourself and your family? In what ways could you transform your asking to include prayers To receive so that you can give to the Lord and to His will in the earth. If you're asking God for healing in your body right now, would you ask Him for healing so that you could serve Him more? Finding a place right here in this church or in this community where you could serve His kingdom? There are many needs all around. If you're asking for financial blessings to meet your needs, could you ask Him for financial blessings so that you can give to His service? There's many needs all over the world. If you're experiencing loneliness and praying for God to bring a new friend into your life, could you be asking God to enable you to give more of your time to be a friend to others in need, to provide encouragement to others and to faithfully serve in that capacity? Are you asking merely to receive? Or are you asking so that you can give unto God and unto His purposes. I think about this as we just celebrated the time of Thanksgiving and thank God, and rightfully so, for all the blessings He's given us. But how could our Thanksgiving transform if we began to thank God for opportunities to give to Him and to others as well? If we indeed are made in the image of God and born again into His image to reflect His heart to the world, Shouldn't we be desiring to receive so that we can give to Him? In what ways is God calling you right now to demonstrate His character to others around you? Anybody that knows us, Nancy and I, know that we have a very crazy life. We are very busy. We have many jobs. We're pushed and pulled in all directions. And yet God asked us a while ago to take in someone into our home. Those of you who have met Emma as our exchange student from Sweden that needed a new home and we thought, God, our lives are too crazy. We can't even contain ourselves. But God has made a way for us just like He's made a way for many of you if we consider that, God, how else can we give back to you? How else can we show love to someone else? God makes a way if we're truly obedient to Him. 1 Samuel 1, verse 20. So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. Verse 21, Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer to the Lord a yearly sacrifice and his vow. Verse 22, But Hannah did not go up, for she said to her husband, Not until the child is weaned. Then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. Hannah took advantage of the time with Samuel, her son. It would be only three to four years. Imagine that, God giving you a child and having only three to four years to make an impression before giving them back to the Lord. But she poured all of her love into Him and prepped Him for God's service. What are you doing with the people in your lives right now? Are you taking every moment you can to let them know that you love them? Are you pouring all your love and understanding to them? Are you passing on instruction and wisdom? God lets us know that all He has given us is His gift to us. That we are to take advantage of everything He's given us. Verse 23, So Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Do what seems best to you. Wait until you have weaned him. Only let the Lord establish His word. Then the woman stayed and nursed her son until she had weaned him. And when the time was right, Hannah was true to her vow and freely and honorably gave her son to minister to the Lord. She approached Eli. Verse 26. And she said, O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood by you here praying to the Lord. Therefore I also have lent him to the Lord. As long as he lives, he shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshiped the Lord there. Hannah wasn't giving her son away. She wasn't giving Samuel away. She was giving him to the Lord as he saw fit to use him. If we are honest, there are often times that we are resistant to giving our time or our talents of service or our treasures because we're too attached to them and we hesitate to give them away. But if we can learn this lesson from Hannah, when we give to the Lord's service, we remain blessed ourselves. Listen, God didn't give Jesus away to die. He gave Jesus to His will so that He could save all who trust in Him, thus redeeming the entire family of God. If God had held so close on the His Son because He didn't want Him to harm, none of us would be able to go to heaven. But God gave Jesus to His will so that we all could be redeemed if we turn to Him by faith. It is God's heart to give. Even and especially when it is uncomfortable and when it's not convenient. And when we have every other excuse not to do what God has called us to do. But it's in God's will. It's God's heart to give, even when it's disrespected and doubted. That is the character of God that Hannah so beautifully and faithfully demonstrates for us all. First Samuel chapter two, verse one. And Hannah prayed and said, my heart rejoices in the Lord. My horn is exalted in the Lord. I smile at my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. Do You see, this came after she gave Samuel to the Lord. She received from God so that she could give to show her love for God. How could this transform us if our thanksgiving was, thank You, Lord, to bless me so I can give to You? Hannah gives thanks for her opportunity to give to the Lord. She is thankful to receive a blessing from the Lord for the sole purpose of freely giving it back to God. And listen to her joy in the process. Hannah rejoiced in the Lord why she even smiled at her enemies. Why? Because she's not deterred or discouraged by people who doubt or lack the discernment of how God is using her. If you know that what God has called you to do, don't look for the approval of others. Look to God. See, Hannah does not need others' approval. She doesn't need others' permission. She knows she will not be understood by many, and that's okay. Because she indeed is accepted and blessed by the Lord. It's a message for all of us. All of us have been given a different journey to walk, a different path. All of our journeys look different from one another. It may seem like someone's blessed and someone's not. It may seem like someone has more. It may seem that someone has an easier life and some have a lot more challenges. People aren't going to understand what each of us goes through, but God does. God designed a pathway that leads each and every one of us closer to His heart if we trust Him. The Lord was all that Hannah needed, and so in Him she rejoices. And because of her faithfulness to demonstrate the heart of God, he continued to shower his blessings on her even more. You're thinking she finally had a son and she gave him away, but look what God does. 1 Samuel 2, verse 21. And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bore three sons and two daughters. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. She once was barren, and now she had a family full of children. See, there's times when we have our lack, we think we have to hold on to our lack, and God says, will you give it to Me and trust Me? Are you willing to trust God? One of my favorite stories in the Gospels is the time when Jesus was speaking in front of 5,000 men besides women and children. And they were hungry after a long day, and there was one boy that was smart. He brought lunch. And he thought he was just giving this lunch to Jesus because he deserved it after a long day of teaching. He had no idea, but he gave it willingly. And Jesus took it and He raised it to heaven and He said, thank you, God. And when He brought it down, it multiplied to feed everyone there. What does God teach us of that? He's saying, if you're willing to trust Me, if you're willing to trust Me with whatever you're struggling, don't hold on so tight to it you can't let it go. Give it to Me. Let me use it for my service and my glory and I will multiply blessings back unto you. If you're holding on to time and you're not willing to serve in this church where there are needs because you think you have precious time and God says, give it to me and I will multiply time back to you. There's many ways that you can give in a church or a community or all over the world. God's saying, would you give it to me? Let me use it for my service. Let me put multiply blessings back to you. This woman was once barren. She gave her child to God and received plenty in return. When she sought God with the most unselfish prayer to receive in order to give, this pleased the Lord and He gave her even more than she asked for. For this is the true heart of God. We receive God's perfect love so that we can give His love to others. Truly this is what we are to seek in order to give that others may be blessed in the Lord and that the kingdom of God may grow in this earth. Let us rejoice and be thankful for the opportunity to give our time and our talents and our treasures to the Lord. Our prayer is, Lord, take me. Take my life and use it any way you see fit. Use it for your glory. Heavenly Father, we thank you that these words would resonate with our heart, soul, and spirit as we focus on the truth of your message. In Jesus' precious name we pray.